Hey guys, hope you've been well. It's been about two weeks since my last episode. I apologize. Things have been really busy, hectic, and stressful at the same time. But I am back and I am bigger than ever, as if you thought that I couldn't get any bigger. On today's episode, I have been interviewed by uh, my friend Brody Butler. He takes me on a Zoom conference call with a few other photographers, fellow creators for his Wednesday 7 p.m. show that he hosts. And yeah, he just interviews me for a, a full one hour and 40 minutes, talks about my social media and how I've built my brand and, and my story so far. So if you don't know me as well and you want to know where I came from, how I got started in the whole photography business and where I'm at with my TikTok and all the rest, this is a colossal episode. Shout out to Brody Butler again for hosting this and I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, here is the episode. Welcome to the life of Sev. I'm your host, Sev. Building a brand is important for any business. Um, I think in this day and age, the way we build our brand and the way we connect with our audience is through social media. That is how we do it these days. It's the easiest way to do it. It's the most effective way to do it. Um, And not only building a brand for your business, but I think now more than ever, building a personal brand is a really important thing. And uh, it's, it's a way for you to be more authentic and connect and engage with your audience and I think that does a lot for your actual business as well and a lot more than people probably realize so I have a guest here to help me talk about all of that hopefully give you some insight give you some tips um and uh I, I look up to this guy literally because he's like six foot ten. Um, this guy's got game. He's got hustle. He's crushing it when it comes to social media. So to here to share his journey and some tips for building a brand on social media. Welcome, Sev. Hey guys, oh, thank you. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How many of you are in here? Jeez, that's a lot of people. I, I had a feeling uh, you were going to use that sound when you when you tested it before. Well, I'm. Uh, I I gotta I gotta walk the walk as well as talk the talk. So that's part of my uh, game, I guess. Just being yeah. me. That's me. I think I think that was funny. So why not? If you got a laugh yeah. out of it, you know, it's winning. Um, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so that's that's your personal brand at work right there already. Exactly. So. Just before we uh, we kick off, um, I think it's worth uh, dropping a little mention of your podcast. Um, so a few weeks back, I can't remember how far back, uh, you actually asked me to come on to your podcast um, and we had a little chat about photography and business and things like that. So um, Spotify, The Life of Sev, I believe if I search for that, they'll find you, right? Yeah, S-E-V for Victor and uh, yeah, should be up there somewhere. Yep. So you'll see, you'll see my name somewhere in there. Um, I think you're updating that quite regularly, aren't you? Uh, it used to be probably two, two or three times a week. Before that, used to be daily, uh, but now I'm going yeah. for a remodeling stage um, where I'm interviewing people more instead of just kind of ranting. Uh, for 10 to 20 minutes with myself. Um, there's a little bit more structure now, which has actually worked with the audience. The, the audience has quadrupled since I've done that. So I guess people are sick of hearing me just talking with myself. 
Yeah. I've been meaning to actually put that on my blog as well. So when I get around to updating it with all these videos, I'll, I'll drop a mention on there as well. Appreciate it. So, we'll, and the podcast might come up in this conversation tonight. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So um, you popped up on my radar, I don't know, probably about a year ago or something when you were having a bit of success running these photography meetups and, and um, I think from what I saw, it looked like you're starting to have a bit of a problem where you're having too many people rock up. I don't know if it got a bit too crazy. But um, that's that's when you popped up on my radar. And uh, ever since then, I've sort of been following you and, and what you're doing and just sort of paying attention. Um, and it's just been really interesting seeing what you've done, but also the effect it's had and how quickly you've built um, I, I guess a following um, on various platforms, Instagram and uh, and TikTok and whatnot. And I think you're just like executing every little thing really well. So, you know, while you may not have like a million followers on Instagram or something, like I, I think you're putting in the correct work and building the right foundation to get there. So I think you're the perfect person to come on tonight and talk about all this stuff. Um, and because it's so fresh for you as, as well, like it's really sort of happened the past year, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. two. Yeah, year and a half yeah. for sure. Yeah, so like I I think that's, uh, that's perfect timing for this. Um, so before we talk social media, um, you are a photographer. Um, I think, uh, well, it's pretty fair to say you're relatively new when it comes to the professional full-time aspect of it because you transitioned from something else. Yeah, very, um, very recent. Tell us a little bit about your journey as a photographer before we get into the socials. Okay, so uh, while keeping it as short as I can because I keep uh, I, I ramble on a bit, but um, I started out just enjoying it as a kid. And I always had a camera on me. Um, when I was a, a 18, 19 years old, I always thought it was cool to take my uh, little Olympus waterproof camera with me to the clubs. And then my mate said to me, why are you such a white girl? <laughs> Only white girls do that and take their cameras out into the club. <laughs> and then um, and then I was like, hey, yeah, well, hey, I at least love taking the photos. And then uh, I remember bumping into some random guy um, taking photos in nightclubs. And I was like, hey, that sounds cool. And then I looked at his camera and then I was obsessed since then. Um, I wanted to get a DSLR from there. Uh, I had an injury in footy uh, that took me out for 12 months. So that was my perfect excuse to start the hobby a little bit more properly and got my first DSLR. I think it was a Nikon uh, 7100. Uh, that was in 2014, 2015. And then from there, it was just like a journey of uh, finding what I enjoyed, what I liked about photography. I went from, started with bird photography, landscape photography. Uh, and then one day, uh, a friend of mine said, you should take photos of people. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. To be honest, I was about... <laughs> I was probably more introverted five, six years ago, which is really funny saying that now because I love talking to people now. Um, but yeah, that one kind of moment where I started taking photos of people is when I realized this is actually more enjoyable than um, than just you know going out by myself. And then recently, as recent as uh, very early last year, I decided to go f take photos in the city uh, as I normally would have before and said on Instagram, uh, and I had about maybe a thousand followers at the time, uh, you know what, let's do it. I'm gonna take some photos and if anyone wants to come out, yeah, hit her up. I had a couple of people interested 
and I had, had no idea who they were. Um, a young kid by the name of Nick Buchanan. That's how I met him. Yep. And then uh, and then a few people uh, started to join me. And then by the end of three weeks of me going out to the city and taking photos, which I was going to do by myself anyway, I had one person that wanted to hang out every night. I was going to the city every night, which is a bit of a trek for where I am uh, in Perth. Um from Kingsley and it's like every every day going there and then three weeks later I'm like oh wow this is fun and people are enjoying it it was all for free nothing no, no, no monetization or anything so then uh, yeah I um, I had so I many the people fact that you weren't even trying to do anything like exactly. you're just doing something that you were gonna do anyway yeah. and you're like hey if anyone wants to come and then it just grew into yeah. something pretty cool so that that and that's what happened and then I started to be a bit more formal about it and organized like little kind of countdowns with Instagram and hyping it up a little bit. And I really enjoyed that side of it where I could hype something up and be like, oh, this Saturday we're going out and this time and this location. And I, I, I love ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be like my own game show host, you know, and then this is kind of it feels like that. And then next minute <laughs> I have 30 people rock up to Claysbrook Cove to walk around with me to take photos. And I mean, I am an educator, my, my full time job um, was uh, being a high school teacher so you know I've got that that knack for it but uh, from the very technical photography side of things uh, I was just like wow blown away by the response and I was like surely there's other other meetups out there surely there's other meetups where people take like do photo walks and there is uh, and I was like well why are mine so popular and I realized that I was probably the only one in Perth doing it the way that I was doing it just just for the fun of it just completely for the fun of it and i didn't realize at the time how much that was going to like be uh, such a benefit for me so none of this was planned none of this was like okay i'm going to do this for free for a whole year and then i'm going to get business out of it that was never the intention i just did it for fun and then yeah. someone like andrew would hit me up i remember i remember very uh, very well andrew would like some of my posts on instagram gave me a, ch a couple of cheeky likes i was like who's this guy oh he's he's a perthy oh he's got a good video and then we hit it up and then we uh, collabed and we went out and uh, uh, I think the first time we met was at uh, Sculptures by the Sea down in Cottesloe. That was our first date together uh, along with uh, a guy called um, Adam. And that was nice. And he made a little blog about it. And I was like, that's really cool. Someone blogged about my little thing that I do. And that's how we've come to love each other. Um, but yeah, just by putting my hand up and saying, yeah, come out. Uh, come hang out. I've met someone like Andrew, who I probably talk on the phone to at least once a week, which is crazy. That's that's what that's the best take out of it. Like, it, like just just that itself is uh, amongst other friends. I can see Andrew's head getting bigger, but um, yeah. But like going forward from there, all those tours that I did uh, ended up being models, where models would come in. We did like a model portrait walk, and then I think that's when you started to kind of um, come on rate my radar, um, and then we started talking. Uh, I remember specifically asking you about one event, and uh, I asked for your advice, and I was like, oh damn, I didn't think of it like that I went through with it anyway to give it a go and everything oh, that, that you said yeah the boat one everything yeah, yeah, that yeah. you said happened and I was like 
Okay, this guy knows his stuff, and uh, I'm going to talk to him a bit more about it because, yeah, that was hectic. But, um, yeah, just, just out of nowhere. And then from there what happened was I had random random businesses come up to me, message me saying, hey, can you uh, can you do, can you do host like a, a night where you go past hours? You're, you're, you're doing these walks for like hours. Do you guys have a place to eat? Do you want to come to ours and we can give you a 25% discount if you bring like 20 people? That was cool. That was that was awesome, and that's then- one of the things I actually wanted to talk about tonight because, um, and I've personally experienced this um, more so back in the day when I started blogging and doing my little bit of social. But you don't need a huge following to start getting things out of it, to start getting business. Because no. at this point, like you, you've only been doing you know these meetups for maybe a couple of months or something, and you're already starting to get all these people asking you to do cool stuff and yeah. that's how it starts there was um, a bit of a there was a bit of a hustle on my end um after my first inquiry i was like because I, I didn't really think about it and then when someone said asked me i was like oh wow well what if i ask others and it was a pretty yeah. good response uh but by then a few other things escalated into my photography world um and where i wanted to get more serious about my weddings my wedding photography which i really kind of fell in love with so um and then yeah just everything kind of like exploded from there i was doing everything so the weddings is that's kind of what you want to do that's your main focus now from your photography side of things yeah yeah so i fell into that um again it was by accident i never wanted to do it i thought the pressure would be too much but then i realized i I enjoyed it and it wasn't really that stressful. And then from there, I started doing that. Um, I decided to take 12 months off from teaching this year. Um, And then unfortunately COVID happened and I stepped back into it because I thought, oh, I better, I better still get some sort of work just in case uh, photography business will go down the drain for now. Um, And the best thing uh, to happen like in the last two months going to now, um, everything didn't stop because I, I had a presence on social media. I didn't shut up. I kept talking. I kept moving. I kept plugging my name out there, and and that was the difference because I had done the the, the groundwork. When everyone was freaking out, I was already like, "Hello, I'm still here," and yeah, yeah. it's been good. And that's and that's the benefits of putting yourself out there. Yeah. So there's. There's a lot around what you just said that we can um, expand on. One thing that I'll point out is you mentioned earlier that you used to be quite introverted. And uh, if anyone has seen your TikTok page, um, you would no one would think that you were introverted whatsoever. Um, I am actually an extremely introverted and shy person, but I just over the years, I learned to fake it. Um, because I've had to, you know, I, I teach workshops here and there. I've done a little bit of public speaking, just even running these like webinars. It's kind of putting yourself out there a bit. So I kind of just learn, I, I feel pretty comfortable now, but that's like 10 years of faking it. Um, Do you feel like you're still I, faking it though? Sorry? Do you feel like you're still faking it though? 
No, that's what I mean. Like I'm yeah. not now because I feel comfortable now. Like I can I can switch it on now and, and I'm and I'm fine. But for a long time I was I really was just faking it. And everyone was like, Oh, you're not shy at all. And I'm like, no, no, trust me. <laughs> um, I as soon as it's over or whatever, I'll shut off and I'll go hide kind of thing. Um, it's it's weird, but I knew that I had to do that if I was gonna do what I wanted to do. So um, yeah, I completely. Yeah, I think um, yeah. expanding on that, you you kind of need to let go a little bit when it comes to social media, and I, th- I think authenticity is really important. And opening up to you know who you really are and sharing that with people—that's how you're going to connect. Because everyone else has got flaws as well. Everyone else is struggling. Everyone, you know, they can relate to you on so many levels. You need to. Put that out there so they have the chance to relate to you and engage with you and i feel like that builds such a stronger connection connection Absolutely. and builds yeah. on the engagement authenticity and, you know, is so important because that that brings those people closer to you and and sees that you're a, a human being and yeah. and that doesn't that doesn't just restrict in the the creative field it's it's got me super successful with my teaching job i become um i've become so much more um uh popular <laughs> popular at school and and not not that I was chasing popularity with the kids at school um they they are so much more comfortable with me as their teacher because they've seen me online and um and the ironic thing about that is at university they teach you not to be as active on social media as a teacher because of all these you know bad things that other people may have done but i kind of uh, went against the uh, grain there and uh, just did it didn't do any like really dumb stuff and you know portrayed myself as more of a mentor and someone that's super confident and yeah i i went forward and that's helped me not only in photography but with with teaching and yeah my profession so uh anyone out there that's looking to you know build their business and 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 create a uh, a client base uh, that that relation that you create with your clients yeah. even before they meet you like is is so valuable like i and this is this is going forward and how how it all links together with like tiktok and my social media i have clients that are hiring me from weddings and they wanted to hire me purely because their kids begged them to hire me because they want me to be at their wedding that's crazy that's, that's you know tiktok tiktok's uh, or the audience is so young but those kids have parents and they tell their parents about this funny video that they've seen then their parents check me out they're like who's this weird looking dude with a mo that they're watching oh he's a photographer oh look we're getting married look at that he's a yeah. photographer oh he's from perth done that's actually happened four times now four that's, that's crazy yeah. like this is because your your target audience right now probably isn't directly your anything to really do with your photography on the, on the TikTok side of things. So just real quick, as a as a quick flex for people, because I know people like numbers, right? So you have you've racked up about just under ten thousand followers on Instagram. Um, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I'll tell you why it is in a second. Um, and TikTok. You, I think you just cranked past 180,000 followers, which would have been in about the past five, six months. Is that right? Yeah, 180,000. Yeah. Um, I've, I've looked at the uh, analytics. The last 50,000 have come in in the past two months, and yeah. the first 100,000 was uh, in the probably six months prior to that. So, yeah, eight yeah. to 10 months of, of hardcore growth. 
And you know what? It's never been a, a plan or a str- strategy or anything like that. I just enjoy it. And that's where and I can be authentic. Why. Yeah. That's, I just, you know, that's the you're, key. Not, you're not forcing it. But um, so th- those numbers, um, like, I mean, 180,000 is a huge amount in such a short space of time. Um, but even the 10,000 on Instagram, because the, the Instagram algorithm has, quite frankly, gone to shit the past well, at least last 12 months. And the last six months has definitely slowed down in terms of organic reach. It's all pay to play now. Um, but so that, that small 10,000 you've got there, like I, I pay attention and that is a heavily engaged 10,000 followers you have. Like I see how much you get. Um, a lot of people have huge followings, but they don't really have a following. They just got a lot of numbers and that could be a combination of fake accounts That's, and the rest yeah, of it. But, but the, the actual so, main factor, the actual main factor about that is uh, not necessarily fake accounts. Um, that, that can be completely... Um, uh, proven via Social Blade. If you go on Social Blade and check out people's accounts, you can see if their accounts yeah. are, have got fake followers. So that's where people freak out and they're like, oh no, better get rid of that. But the biggest reason why a lot of people have a large following but slow, lower engagement is they just post to spruik themselves. They don't post to give value to yeah. um, their yeah. audience or engage with their audience. Like I yeah. probably allocate an unhealthy amount of time to engage with my audience across platforms and 180,000 followers on TikTok. That's a lot of engagement to do. And one yeah. day it will become very unsustainable. Um, and I'm going to cross that bridge when I get there. But that's that's how you you, you build. Because if you build to a point, and that's with whatever you're doing, uh, even if you don't have social media and you're doing this um, with your, I don't know, your, your coffee business, if you're not engaging with the people that are coming in, remembering their names, doing their little things, they will be, have less likely of a chance to come back to buy that yeah. coffee again like it, 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 it counts everywhere you do everywhere and and the reason why that engagement has has stayed high is because you know they're the ones that I that I make it for as well as myself but first first and foremost myself and then them but because they like my content anyway it's like yeah the same party but yeah that's yeah so circling back around a little bit, um, back to where you said you were getting wedding bookings because the kids were actually begging their parents to, yeah. to book you. That So this is one of the reasons why um, you shouldn't be afraid to market towards that younger generation. And the big thing, because obviously TikTok um, did start out with a very young demographic. I think social media in general has a younger demographic, but us older folks are getting on there um, quite a lot. And, you know, you've seen grandmas on there as, as well now, but everything is targeted at that young crowd. If you look at the music industry, you look at TV, everything's targeted at that young crowd. Here's where it's good for photographers. Uh, I think a lot of photographers write off that young crowd, but what's going to happen for you is, I, I might've mentioned this with you on your podcast, I'm not sure, but, all those, all those kids. Let's let's say I don't know. They're twelve to twenty-one, right? Or twelve to eighteen, or whatever it is. They're all about to go through an eighteenth, a twenty-first, graduations, engagements, weddings. So for the next ten years, you're going to hit your wedding business is going to hit all those people that are going through that phase. Because um, I, I I'm thirty-six. I went through that phase all through my twenties, and I didn't do weddings, but I was getting hit by weddings 
with all the people that I was hanging around and all the people I grew up with. And now at 36, that's stopped because everyone's kind of either got married and, and moved on. And so, yeah, like I, that's what I love about your target audience, even though it's not directly your photography market right now, it's going to be. Um, and it's not going to be oh, very it already long. has they've even got kids begging their parents I yeah. think that's, a, that's and so not just cool. weddings it's already it's already happened so one yeah. one gig I got was a graduation um, a ball it was in February just before like literally a week before the restrictions came in I was hired to go shoot a uh, Kings Park just a bunch of um, uh, teenagers for their high school graduation and that was through TikTok and then uh, another one uh, a random fan wanted their wanted some photos just some photos because they wanted to up their Instagram game. And then, yeah, it's 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 already happening. And one of the little things um, that I've discovered um, in the last couple of months is uh, interacting, collaborating with other influencers from the platform. Um, I think I've had maybe five or six already on my podcast, for example, and I've taken photos of them. And yeah. their fans have been hitting me up saying, can I, can I book in? Can, I would like some photos. Those ones you took of her or him are so good. Can I, I want to book a shoot. I, I'll ask my mum yeah. or whatever. And that's, and that's important too. So um, at the moment though, like the timing, it could be a little bit better. But um, yeah, once the restrictions are fully up and, and everybody can, you know, go out and, and be comfortable and have some more like photography shoots or just meetups. Like I can't wait to do an actual TikTok meetup. So many kids are begging me to do one, but give it a couple of months when the uh, weather gets warmer and it could be potentially exponential. Like you said, the, the growth potential in the next 10 years is crazy. Um, and to be honest, Brody, I've just been winging it the whole time, but I have been reflecting and, and what I've done that, that works so well to double down, um, to, to really make it work even more. And I have been documenting it too, so that I can look back at it and be like, oh, wow, that's what I did. And for you guys to be like, oh, that's how we did it. That's, that's awesome. And I, I, there's, no, there's no secrecy to it. It's just being yourself and putting it out there. I think you you, you mentioned a, a pretty key word there, um, document. Um, I've seen a lot of what you do is, um, well, it's, it's pretty hard to talk about social media and not mention Gary Vee. So Gary is famously known for saying document, don't create, right? And I think you are doing exactly that. Like I've seen a lot of your stories, you're not trying to pose as a know-it-all, you're literally telling people all through your journey and taking them on your journey yeah. with you and it seems to be working like a lot better than what that I'm was the difference doing. that was the difference that was the bridge for me crossing from introvert to extrovert uh yeah. realizing that i can talk about myself and my experiences and my personal yeah observations of the world uh not preaching and not specifically opinion but just Hey, I I do it like this because one time I did it like this and it worked for me, and that yeah. was that was the massive click. Uh, probably I'd say March last year uh, when I realized, and and that was from Gary V. I, I I listened to one podcast of his, and I don't remember which one it was specifically because I've listened to so many uh, from there. But that was the main 
difference where I was like, hey, I can actually talk a lot about myself because I've got a lot of stories and a lot of kind of experiences, good and bad, um, positive, negative, you know, winning and losing that I can just share and say, this is what I've learned from it. Not, It won't necessarily work for you, but you can, you know, take it from me and use it as inspiration. And that's what's yep. kind of lifted me up. So whereas two, three years ago, someone would be like, hey, what do you, how do you post on Instagram? How do you do it? And I'll just be like, oh, I, yeah, I would stutter. I would, yeah, I'd be too embarrassed. Or I'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, just post this and put some hashtags on there. Yeah. Whereas now it's, so, yeah. As soon as you made that switch from like introvert to extrovert and you started opening up and sharing, you know, your real self and your thoughts and your journey, did you straight away notice like engagement from people going like, oh my God, I feel the same? Like, did you suddenly start connecting with people a lot better? Literally within a day or two. Like, yeah. Yeah. And now it's like when I have a new idea, it's within hours, sometimes within the first 10 minutes, someone responds saying, oh my God, that's, that's me. Or they would share it or that. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And there is so much more, uh, love and support and, you know, uh, relatability. I don't know if that's a word relatability. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and, uh, to my content, then there is haters and that's the other thing. You got to remember that there's there's going to be people that will disagree, but most of them are the minority, and that's okay. But at the same time, that minority can still ruin your kind of your drive because that's what you end up listening to, and that's that's where a lot of people fault as well because they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be doing this. I'm so motivated. I'm so motivated, and then when they put something out, one of their friends or or someone that follows them saying. What the hell? This isn't you. Why are you doing this? This that's stupid. And then all of a sudden they're back in their shell. That's the hard bit they have to push through. And that's that's a nice hater. <laughs> you get that's some a nice, real nasty yeah, ones. Yeah, I have my, Actually, some of my best mates. Some of my best mates were like, "You do podcasts now? You're such a cliche late twenties yeah. white dude." And I'm like, I've yeah. had the same about these webinars. Yeah, I'm um, like, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. I'm like, well, well, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. But um, I actually I love something you posted on. I think it was on your TikTok um, recently. Uh, It might have been Instagram. I don't know. You made a video targeted at the haters and you were just like showering them with love. It's like, you know what, guys, I think you guys, I need to send some love out to you guys for hating because I feel like there's a a hole in your life and, you know, I feel for you. Kind of flipping the script on them a little bit and I thought that was brilliant. That's my main aim for TikTok uh, all time is less comedy skits, less uh, just like random spontaneous stuff and just more of that. Um, And and that's that's another story, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely something that I enjoyed the most because out of that, if, even if one kid or one person, older, younger, gets something out of that and goes, oh wow, that's so true. What am I worrying about? That's worth so much more than a million views for the wrong reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think the kids are a lot more impressionable and it's, yeah, I, I 100% agree. That's really good. And what I also love about what you're doing is that you're really building a really strong personal brand without a huge emphasis on, you know, the photography. But the photography is kind of what is benefiting from it all. Like you're just building, doing your thing, being yourself and building a strong personal brand. And through that, you kind of get to reap the benefits with your photography. Um, You're not out there trying to sell 
sell, sell, sell photography. You know, you know, and I'm I'm guilty of it, and I know a lot of others are. They just kind of have the wrong mindset on how to approach it. Um, it's so, it's a long yeah, game. I, it's a long what game. I love about what you're doing there. Yeah, it's it's um, definitely a long game, and uh, it's a game that I didn't really know I was about until someone like Gary Vaynerchuk would be like, "Oh, that's that's actually what you do," and I was like, "Man, I was already doing that, but I just didn't realize it." And then I went full full force with it, and like I've had some branding issues in the last month personally because I was like, "Oh, damn, maybe this business will actually um, not do as well because I'm not pushing." it as a photography thing but and then I had a few conversations and much like what you just said they've all been like no do your own personal brand be yourself you know bring out some love be be a good person you know be kind and then they'll be like oh he's a photographer oh wow you know I'm gonna recommend him to my friends oh he's got he wears this jumper all the time uh the good thanks jumper with my logo on the back you know and I, I did that as a joke like completely as a joke. And then someone yeah. was like, how do I get a jumper? And then I created a merch store and people are buying my merchandise because they want to support me. And and I haven't even advertised it properly yet. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So, but yeah. it takes a while. It takes a while. And I don't know if I've hit the lottery in the uh, amount of time, uh, the, the, the small amount of time, I believe that I've been involved with the, all this stuff. Uh, but it's, uh, there's a lot more room for improvement still and happy to share it, happy to document it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's always going to be room for improvement. Um, that's, uh, it's actually a joke I say on uh, photo shoots sometimes. Um, if someone says, oh, that was perfect or something, I'll be like, well, no, there's always room for improvement. Um, nothing's ever perfect. Yeah. But, um, Okay, let, let's. Uh, I, I've got I've got more questions now, but let's let's dive in a little bit more into the, I guess, technicals um, of it. You know, like how often you're posting and things like that. But just as a quick um, recap, or just to quickly let people know, uh, let's just talk mainly about TikTok because you've just blown up like crazy there. On your TikTok, you're you kind of have a bit of a comedian approach a little it's just sort of like following the life of sev and you try to make it a little bit comedic and what what is do you have like a strategy that you're doing with that or you're just having fun with it and um i firstly first and foremost i always just have fun with it and there are times where i don't enjoy it and just don't do it and i don't force Mm -hmm. it because if I force it, then it just shows that I'm just, yeah, it's not the best content in my opinion. And, you know, I don't dwell on decisions. I, if, if I have a, if I, if I make a video, if I have a video idea, then I want to make it straight away and post it straight away. I, it's itching. Um, so yeah, a lot of it's just the stuff that comes into my head. Um, but from stories of my past 10 to 20 years, um, that are relatable and you know, uh, people love relatable things. The mo- the relatable videos do the best, whatever it is you do, if, if it's funny or if it's just super relatable and true, they will always do the best. And, uh, with me, like on average, I probably put out four to five videos a day. Uh, at one point it was about 10 to 12 a day, but that's wow. just, that's just mindset. It's not like, okay, we need to, we need to push those numbers up. It's just happens. So, you know, start off by, and, and, and it's something that you love as well. So everybody listening, the, the value that I give here is, 
don't post it for the sake of posting it. Post it because it's you and it's authentic and you enjoy it. Um, I And one other, one other thing that helped me with TikTok is uh, the actual app, the TikTok app has invited me to the creator's group or like guild or like society of Australia. So I'm like involved with probably a 70 other of Australia's top creators and we all collaborate and we all, and that's helped as well. Uh, but we all support each other and, you know, give each other advice and things like that. But if that wasn't part of my kind of, um, uh, belt of, of little skills and tricks that I have. If I was keep if I kept doing it by myself, I would still just be doing it the same. And if if someone came out from this and started making their own TikTok, it would have to be something about themselves because I get it every day from kids. Like, how do you get so good at TikTok? It's just post about your own things that you enjoy, and and that's with everything. Post about the things yeah. that you enjoy without selling something. You're not allowed to sell anything. Yeah, I yeah, and that's something I'm probably guilty of sometimes. Is I, I try to, I'm trying to advertise too much because I'm not actually, I'm not finding the time, or I'm not prioritizing the time enough to actually, you know, put myself out there on all the social media platforms. But what I love about TikTok is it's kind of like the dressed down version of. Instagram, like everyone on Instagram is dressing up and, you know, trying to post photos of them with Lamborghinis and gold watches. You know, they're trying to flex as, as they say now, whereas TikTok's like the complete opposite. Like everyone's just being totally authentic, being silly and funny. And it's not just about, you know, dancing and lip syncing. Now there's a lot of people, uh, including myself that are sort of going down the educational route, like doing um, little mini tutorials and things like that. And, there's, there's so many different things you can do on there. It's literally just, it's open to anything. Yeah. But I, I, I love just, I love the fact that it's people being a bit more authentic and yeah. there's no bullshit and there's no real selling of stuff. And so that's I, really cool. I have, I have something else that I can probably provide for this as well. So I had someone ask me the other day, um, can you rate my, can you review my, um, <laughs> TikTok account and I, you know, I had a look at it and I was like, okay, it's got potential, you know, this, this and that. Um, But uh, in all honesty, the the difference is, uh, you know, as a photographer or creator or someone with the business, you know, you got to, you got to sell it to yourself, you know, Um, but not just obviously the product, but like a tutorial, like, is it interesting for you? Like, would you watch it again? Um, And and that's where you got to be honest as well, because, you know, that's the audience as well. So let's say I'm looking at your thing now, um, you know, I I see a couple of videos that have gone viral in the last, you know, five to 10 posts, which is really cool. Um, But going from like clicking on your ninth video, which was shot on well, posted on the 13th of this month versus the one now, which is posted a day ago, you have nine videos that you've posted in the last uh, 10 to 13 days. Um, you know, that's one, just under one video a day, which is okay. But because the app is so fresh, there is no reason why you shouldn't be posting two to three a day. Obviously, there's a time 
time restrictions and, and you know, you've got other things to do. Um, but uh, if you were to wanting to build your audience and, you know, do something similar like I did, I would say improve, see if you can up it to two posts per day on average and you'll see a lot of results in the rule is 90 days like when I posted when I started posting on TikTok it was just for fun and I had no I had less followers than you do now after posting 100 videos no joke this is no lie I had a hundred videos and I had less than 500 followers and Brody you've posted I don't know under 100 and you've got 2,193. So there's so much, so much potential there. So that would be my review. And yeah, and the one that your videos that do the best are the ones where it's like a catchy, like, oh, wow, that's different, you know? Um, and if someone else is listening here and wants to start a TikTok tomorrow or today and wants, and they're, you're a photographer, um, I would say make sure that, you know, you have the biggest difference is you. You're the biggest difference because no one else is you. If you find someone else like and say, I'm going to do Lightroom tutorials, you know, that's great. Everybody else is doing that. But what makes you different about it? Is it your charisma? Is it your big luscious beard? Or, you know, is it the fact that uh, you have scars on your face from uh, a skateboard stack or something silly, you know? Um, yeah, you got you got to own it. You got to own it. That's why opening up and being authentic is so important because like you said, you are the only you on this planet. So you yeah. have to let all that out there so people can see how you're unique. Yeah. Because um, if you're just doing the same thing as everybody else, you know, you won't stand out. But I, I love, um, I, I know I need to post more. I was, I wanted to get to the point where I was posting twice a day, once in the morning, once at night. Um, my problem has always been perfectionism and what I'm trying to let go of and have been for a long time is trying to throw all that out the window and just make the simplest most basic video and get it up this is what I love about yours like you're doing four five at some point ten a day that's because you're literally just grabbing your phone press and record wherever you are recording something funny that's you know relative to whatever's going on and post it and that's it. There's no like setting up lights. There's no, none of that crap. Um, and I think that's what a lot of other people have to let go of as well is yeah. trying to be too perfect. Don't make it like an art gallery. Um, and that's, that's something very hard to do for someone that's been doing it for so long. Um, like, yeah, exactly. Like I like, I like that OCD, that nice kind of uh, presentation of something, but you leave that to when people are, you know, going to your website, you leave that to, you know, uh, the, your pamphlet or whatever, but yeah, your, your actual brand, um, like your, your personal self, people want to know about you. And I, and I've started I, my most successful photos and stories and videos have been all about myself and my life. Like on Instagram, um, even though there's uh, the likes are hidden, but as as just like an example, the photos that I've just randomly took of myself on my phone that I've posted on my brand or my photography Instagram have done the best. Because people like you, people like you, and people want to see the face behind the photographer. And one of the most cliche photo uh, photos I see all the time is when photographers 
put themselves in front of the camera and captioned, I don't normally take photos. I'm not normally on the other side of the camera. <laughs> but man, it's honestly, they, they need to put a face to the brand. And if you're yeah. not going to be the face, you better find someone that is as good, if not better, to represent you. And most people won't be able to do that. So you're your only hope. Yeah. No, that's 100% uh, agree. Um, I I think um, what, what I noticed is I, I looked at a lot of like celebrities that started using TikTok and you go to like the Instagram and the Instagram is still very much like a professional area. Like it's got their, you know, let's just say a musician. So it's got their professional stage photos. It's got their album covers. Like it's a bit of a front and their stories tend to, you know, document a little bit. They're a little bit more laid back. But then you go to their profile on TikTok and it's them like doing their hair in their bathroom <laughs> in the morning being a complete idiot and, you know, dancing to songs and just doing all this stupid stuff. I feel like they're really... It, TikTok is where you really let people into the real you. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's, it's just been really interesting to see how they treat all the different platforms. And um, for we, we spoke about TikTok... Um, earlier when I started these webinars and there was a few people on here which were just kind of refusing it and that's it's <laughs> stupid and didn't understand it and um, I've done a fair bit of research in the in the social media arena and it seems that anyone worth their salt in that space is telling everybody that get on TikTok like it is the new Instagram of what Instagram was in like 2012 yeah. where they've got all that organic reach like this is your chance to to build an audience um, while you still can before it turns into just you know ads. I remember when I remember when Instagram came out and I was like, oh, we got Facebook. Why do we need Instagram? But I wasn't yeah. into photography at that point, so you know it, that makes sense. But had I been a photographer, you know, it, it may have been a different story. But now I'm definitely not kicking myself or letting or, or missing out on a chance because yeah, the audience is too organic for once and um, it's still growing like there's so many behind the scenes things that I've been told that TikTok's going to do in the uh, in the next six months it's going to open up such a massive opportunity for the older crowd too so um, and that's why I'm saying you know like I don't have a confidentiality agreement or anything like I can tell you everything that's going to happen it's just there's going to be a lot more um, just events and a lot more coordinated things and they're going to push out some more features and um, there's things that I heard just, the educational yeah. side of things was getting a bit of an investment but that's that's uh, that's yeah absolutely that's the hashtag that they're going to do but um, at the same time it's it's uh, yeah the people that are are bringing other people in or keeping them on the platform, which is what I'm doing, will be rewarded the most. And that's really yeah. any um, social media algorithm. They That yeah. platform will reward the person who's who's entertaining. And, you know, if you don't believe you're entertaining, then uh, be educational because that adds yeah. value. Yeah, and that's kind of the path that I'm personally trying to take. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is because it has so much reach um organic reach that is um what's actually happening like i've i've just sort of um the, i've got one video that kind of blew up in a short space of time and that was last thursday so in the past week i've had about uh 1500 followers come through 
uh, insane amount of likes and all that. But what's happening is that's all getting pushed over to my Instagram because I got an Instagram link on my TikTok. Yeah. So I'm suddenly noticing a spike in my website and my Instagram and it's just, it's feeding the whole engine and the wheels are just turning everywhere. And I've been getting a lot more people signing up to my newsletter and all things like that. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's important place to be. I think people need to understand it's not just about dancing and, and doing <laughs> weird stuff. You can use the platform however you want. Um, there's, there's chiropractors on there. There's lawyers on there. There's, doctors there's um there's also there's the zip popper lady she's on there there's all sorts of weird things and they're, they're finding a way to use it how what you know what works for them um so yeah i get on tiktok is the end of that story Let, let's talk some technicals real quick um what's the time eight o'clock okay so we've already talked about uh, how often you post, which is quite a lot. Um, and you're obviously doing a lot more than what the average person needs or needs to do. Um, I like what you said, twice a day. I think that's healthy. Um, if you can find a way to do that that's simple and easy, do it. Um, I've always said ever since I was blogging um, back in the day, post consistently and frequently. So even if you can't post that often, just do it at a consistent rate and make sure that that's you know frequent you don't you don't stop um if your audience you know if you build an audience you want them to expect when you are going to post that's why a lot of youtubers will be like you know i'm posting a video every monday night at this time so people come to expect and it's the same thing i do with the webinar that's why i make it wednesday seven o'clock every week so i don't have to go out and try and find people every time i want to do one there's a lot of regulars that sort of know that's when it is and it makes it really easy to sort of you know move forward um so we we, we covered that how do you I think we kind of touched on it. You don't really plan your content a lot. You do a lot of stuff on the go in the moment. Um, do you plan much of your content or do you have a strategy for going forward? Uh, that strategy changes every day. Um, yeah. Once I tell you, once I figure it out, I will tell you. That uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like I have tried to, but just like what you just said, you, you have to be consistent um, with what you do. I don't think I can be consistent with planned content uh, yet. So my random spontaneity is um, what they get and that's what they like. So, you know, and when I do have planned stuff, where I, like one day I got the camera out, flipped it vertically, uh, you know, $2,500 camera with a just as an expensive lens to make a TikTok with. I looked at myself in disgust for once, but then I looked at the footage and I was like, damn, that looks good. That's going to look really nice on TikTok. I uploaded it and everyone was like, damn, that camera quality though. But it was overkill. It was too, it was way too much effort for the same or even less of a kind of reward. Um, and it wasn't as enjoyable. So yeah, my plan in the future, like, um, like I used to do this thing on Instagram where every third upload was a black and white photo. I did that for three years straight and didn't fail. So if you go to my Instagram and scroll down, you'll be able to see a black and white film strip sort of look. It looks so cool. And I managed to keep that for a while. Right now I'm thinking of doing something similar on TikTok where every third post is a random video that I think is funny that I ripped from the internet. Um, 
and then but eventually I want to plan like motivational videos that's my ultimate goal because out of everything even if I have a successful wedding photography business and this is something that you told me um, a month ago when we hung out Brody is how you said that you don't that you want something to scale and that 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 like that hit me um like 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 something hard and i was like you know what i want to i want to do that too i want to scale something too and for me it's education and and value for the kids so that the next generations are you know uh better off <laughs> but um yeah the motivational stuff is my plan but to answer your to, to your answer your question technically i think if you're that type of person to uh plan things ahead it's really good to set yourself yourself a side uh, to film like a day to film uh, different ideas so uh, I have a few creators who have got millions of uh, followers on TikTok and Instagram um, combined they film on specific days and the rest of the week they're doing brand deals because that's what they're at right now um, yep. and any ideas that they have for personal content which they have to promote um, they brainstorm they keep a notepad of different uh, insights they call them and uh, on a Sunday, which is one of my friends, her name's Sarah. She just dresses in pink and plays with uh, plays on Twitch. Um, she does her filming on Sundays and then releases one video every day or so. And yeah, she's got two million followers. She makes a lot of money on Twitch, which is where she's following fun- funneling her audience to, and and those subscribers are turning her the um, the cash flow as well as the brand deal. So if you yeah. don't think you can be a spontaneous, um, then yeah, set yourself aside a film day. So then you can create it, draft it, and then be like, okay, one minute of my day every day, I just have to get my phone, post. So that's that's what I would recommend you do if you can't do the spontaneity side. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Um that's what I used to do when I used to blog. I used to spend um, most of the day on Sunday writing out about five or six blog posts. Um, and then I would schedule them um, on my WordPress site. I would schedule them to post each day um, at, I can't remember what time, but, um, and they would run each day. So then all week I didn't have to stress each, each day about posting. And I'm kind yeah. of doing the same approach with TikTok and social in general. I try to pick a day um, and I'll do a bunch of filming and create multiple videos. So you sort of back them up a little bit. Um, it takes the pressure off and just makes it a bit easier, but it's i'm a bit all over the place at the moment you have to so be disciplined that, you have to be disciplined cool like what you said is um once you do get a bit of an audience um you don't even need to get like a million followers you can start get to get branding deals from a very small engagement um i've never been uh an influencer or a you know i've never had a particularly big following but i've had all sorts of branding deals and sponsorships and things like that come my way just from the little bit that i was doing um either through my um small stint on youtube or my um you know i, I blogged a little bit for a while so it's it doesn't take a lot before you start noticing things but when you do get a big audience the branding that can come from it is is crazy and here's the cool thing that you need to understand it doesn't matter how good of a photographer you are if you're good at sharing 
your personality and yourself and your life and connecting with people and building an audience, you'll get photography jobs just because people like you and relate to you. And I mean, your work's got to be half decent, but you will get the job over someone that isn't sharing that might have better work or whatever. Cause it's like word of mouth and networking. It's the whole game, right? So, um, I've seen so many people that aren't particularly good photographers, bless them, but they've, they've, networked really hard and they get all these cool jobs. Um, yeah, it's how you market because, and, and you know, yeah. that networking uh, that and that marketing builds networking. Like my favorite example, this guy's a brilliant photographer um, anyway, but at the same time, it, 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 as a ratio, Peter Lick, absolutely insane uh, how much in the, like, the Las Vegas yeah. landscape photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Australian. Well, the Australian, sorry, yeah, yeah. but he's based in he, America. Oh, he, he sells, he sells um, his... Millions. Millions, millions. Yeah, and crazy. to be honest, to be honest, if I put in the time and effort, and no disrespect to his work, but if I put the time and effort into that and the marketing and in that, in this time and age, I can do it. You know, I can. I reckon I can do it. Um, it's just, it just takes time I've and been just. To his gallery in Las Vegas. Yeah, that's how I discovered him. That's that's. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's amazing and just different. You know, metallic printing and all that stuff. But but going back to what you were saying, it's like, um, yeah, you, you don't have to be the best photographer. You don't have to be the another another brand. Um, as an example, is Champion. Champion is absolutely the 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 top tier right now. Whereas when I was growing up, Champion was Kmart brand that you know the, the if your mum couldn't afford Nike or Adidas that was the that was the one that you got uh, Fubu or Fila and and uh, Reebok and and all those things they, those were you know bottom tier now champion every second kid in my school wears a champion hoodie and wow. I don't know why I think because an influencer wore it I, I, that's normally how it happens these days yeah. but that's that's what I'm trying to do now like I'm wearing my good thanks hoodies all the time and if, if some somehow one day I hit a strong point where I just kill it and and that hoodie is on me that a video goes super viral everybody will be buying it just because they want to wear the same clothes as me um, you yeah. know and and same with the photography um, you don't have to be the best photographer but if everyone likes you like one of one of my goals is to be uh, to be hired uh, overseas to do a wedding in Napa Valley or, or you know Italy um, because someone's like man we really really like you as a person your photographs are great too you know um, but we want you to be at our wedding um, uh, you know, and the only way that's going to happen is through social media. 100%. Because that's the only thing that's going to connect you to Italy yeah, or you know, yeah. overseas, right? 30, 40 so. years ago, you could not do that. Like, hmm. um, you know, for the people that are watching um, that have been around before social media, you could probably, you know, agree that oh, this is a good time. This is a great time to be alive um, for yeah. how much easier it actually is. And even though people go... Um, don't do photography as a career. It's too saturated. No, it's not saturated. No. It's depends on how hard you work and also how much presence and how much you put yourself out there because yes, there are millions of photographers out there on Instagram, but less than 1% are as charismatic or as out there as the best of them, you know? Yeah. So, okay. So let's, let's get back to the numbers uh, quickly. Um, so, 
something a lot of people that you know a bit more techy about this stuff they love numbers right so they want to know analytics and all that kind of stuff i i know that in tiktok if you change your account to a business account it does give you a little analytics tab yeah um which then gives you a whole bunch of data on when people are looking at your um, tiktoks and yeah. which can help you with what time to post mm-hmm. so for me that usually peaks around about seven o'clock in the evening yeah um and it Mine tells me that just over 50% of my audience is Australian, which is great because that's obviously my probably the market that I'm mainly focused on. Yeah. Um, is uh, what was my question? I don't know what my question was. Um, so, oh, the analyst. One thing I was curious about is: is there anything on the inside TikTok circles saying that you should or shouldn't change your account to a business one? Because the reason I ask is because in the Instagram days when they fit, when they brought out the business account. If you changed your account to the business account, it was treated differently. And I think suddenly Instagram thought, oh, okay, they're a business. They, they, they're going to have to pay to play. And I think it reduced their, their reach kind of thing. Do you, do you have anything to say on that in regards to TikTok? Uh, Should people be afraid no, to no, start a no, it's definitely, I don't, uh, we talk about this all the time, like different theories, but nothing's yeah. been confirmed. <laughs> so I can't, I can't really say anything like, uh, I've got a TikTok rep um, who works for the company and I ask him technical questions all the time. And, you know, sometimes I believe him. There are times where I think, you know, he's um, he's not saying everything because of maybe like, I don't know, confidentiality. I don't know. But um, yeah, I just go with it. And whatever is, whatever is in my control, I worry about. And if it's something out of my control, I don't dwell on it too much because you never know. You never know the... Um, uh, the alternative, but like, I don't know if I can share my screen. I can show you my analytics right now. Uh, no, I can't do it, but uh, I can enable it for yeah. you. Um, but yeah, so with the analytics, when they, um, get up, um, there is an overview. So video views, um, let's have a look. So the, I think the, uh, the analytics is quite good yeah. that it provides and it, so this is my analytics so across 28 days. It's as a as a maths teacher, you know, you kind of look at it and like, okay, where are they so good? Like, why is it spiked here? Is that the weekend? Mm-hmm. Is that what's happening? Um, so what? Uh, this was a Saturday, so that's the middle of the week technically. But then it's like, yeah. okay, it's kind of consistent. It's kind of like a springboard sort of thing. Um, why is that? Maybe it's something that I put out there, you know, averaging uh, across this line, 172,000 views per day, which is crazy, you know. Tell me that too. Yeah, I was going to say, if anyone has trouble reading that, yeah. over 28 days, you've racked up six and a half million views yeah if that was youtube i would be able to buy a mansion <laughs> like legit um but yeah and then the followers uh there's a bit of a glitch in the system this isn't always accurate but just pretend that like the best line of fit is there over 28 yeah. days it's like it's pretty wow. steady at about an average of three to six hundred um followers and then like you kind of plateau for a bit and then it just goes bang a few times and at times I get 10,000 followers overnight because of one silly video or something. It's weird, but it's always growing. And then the views, the profile views is interesting too. Like, um, you know, analyzing this and don't worry about the blank spots. That's just TikTok 
uh, testing things and it's just the, the data's erasing. But like uh, there's reasons why and, you know, there's coaches out there you can you can get information from, uh, but they, you know, they tell you and all of that stuff. But um, there's, I don't know if there's any more. Um, there is another piece of data that I can't see uh, that, that's available on the phone. Um that I can try and find, but um, yeah, you, you get a little bit more analytics on the phone, like what what the best time of day to post is, um, yeah. which for me is around between four to seven o'clock, and then um, and then yeah, so uh, that's that's really just uh, you know working the numbers, and again as a as a math teacher because that's what I do, um, I've tried to kind of create like a algorithm myself or like a formula but yeah it's just too many variables and at, at the same time you don't want to get paranoid for when you make your content because if you do then your your content is no longer authentic once there's something else in your head yeah it's yeah. crazy and like for, for the kids because I don't know if there are any kids watching in, in this but if any that are listening recording afterwards they are so strung up about who they watch and how many followers they have and that's silly um, because you know there are some great people out there um, that you know need to be seen but they don't have a big following but those people need to be consistent and they'll be able to eventually hit the, the moment um, and you, you can't compare as well. You can't compare that data. Like if you look at that data of mine and say goals, you know, fair enough, goals. You know, I, I would take that if, if someone had told me that I was getting racking uh, over 6.5 million views a month, you know, that's awesome. Um, but at the same time, it's like um, today's another day and a, a piece of video. It's like my last video. I can't wait for my kids when I eventually have kids to, to force them to watch that rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have a lot of content to go through. <laughs> that's it. That's it. And and yeah. So, but yeah. If you guys are you know starting out with your um your, your TikTok or whatever, and you're looking at those analytics, and you're you're choosing to be a business page, which is the technical question that you asked. Um, yeah. yeah. Go for it. Just try it out. Try it out. And try it out for a month or two. Um. Don't don't be one of those people that you know goes on a diet for seven days. Um. You know your bloating goes away so you get excited that it's working and then seven days later nothing's changed from there so you're going to go back yep. 60 to 90 days is a good mark to one build a habit and two um really have a good like idea if it works for you or not yeah yeah that's that's um a really good point which applies to just everything really in life is you got to kind of stick with it before you're going to notice real change right that's it so uh, i mean i, I did uh, i think i did 30 days with tiktok um after the first seven days i was like oh this is dumb like why, why <laughs> was the same. like <laughs> and the algorithm hadn't really catered for me yet like it wasn't showing stuff that i was interested in yeah but over maybe two weeks it really started to personalize for me and it started getting more relevant um and i did 30 days and yeah it was it was good I, I did stop for a few weeks I, I just had a lot going on and I, I sort of sidelined it but now I'm back on it and you know after being back for I don't know maybe a week and a half or something I got a video that went well it's viral to me I got almost 200,000 
uh, views in the space of uh, five days. Is that days. the car one? With the, with uh, the, the, yeah, the car yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's cool. every day I'm waking up to, you know, like 50 new followers and all these comments and I, I can't keep up with it. So now so my tip for you, now my tip for you is whilst you have that audience who is fresh because they've followed you recently, you'll be at the top of their followers list. And then yeah. when you post on their, on your optimal time, they will see it and they will see it first. And the majority, if, if you have the majority watching quickly that will push it out to the main the masses that haven't seen you before and that's where the consistency comes in and that's when you have that exponential growth and yeah and uh, like no word of a lie you hit you'll get up to 10,000 followers within the next couple of weeks if you post two to three times a day all right the the I want to say challenge accepted, but <laughs> if you can, I, I've got to, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. All right, real, real quick. Um, apps that help you with socials. I don't, I don't know what you would use in TikTok. Oh. I know TikTok you can you can sort of schedule things. Uh, well, you can save drafts you can draft and them, then yeah. kind of post them when you want. Maybe more. Um. Uh, this is more applicable to. Instagram, but is there any apps that you use to help yes. with your socials? Yes, and I, I don't know. The only one I really use is one called Later, and that's yeah. just for scheduling my Instagram stories and my posts. Stories, wow. Um, yeah, they do stories now as well. Um, oh, I just got to check which ones have a code, a discount code, or like a referral thing only. Those are the worth. No, I'm just kidding. Um, for TikTok, there's one app. There's one editing app that I recommend. Uh, don't edit in the app because the videos won't be that good. Uh, the, there's a compression that is terrible within the app. Um, there's a, uh, a video editing app called CapCut, C-A-P-C-U-T. It's actually made by, I think, the TikTok people, and it's okay. it's so good. It's free. There's no... There's no watermarks. There's no, there's no um, purchase crap. It's free. It's ridiculous. I've been using um, Rush and a video shop for the last three years on my phone um, to edit videos, and CapCuts just come in, and I'm just like, whoa, it's insane. So that's the editing side of things. Uh, Mojo is another one for just social media. Um, when I discovered it last year, that was that's has impressed a lot of clients of mine, just the way that I promote my, um, just my stuff. Um, because it's like, if anyone knows about Canva, it's like Canva, yeah, yeah Canva on drugs. Uh, but, um, What's it called again? Mojo, M-O-J-O. Yeah. And it's pretty much like, uh, After Effects. Yeah. It's like After Effects, but on an app and it's just, it is really good templates and, uh, they're always updating. It's $50 a year, but it's worth it. And it's so good. So that's another one that I recommend. Um, hashtags, uh, which is something that I really hate to do, but as of the last four or five months of really giving it a go and learning, there is benefits to having a hashtag strategy. And it's weird for me saying this because four or five months ago, I was like, this sucks. I hate my life. But there's an app called Flick, F-L-I-C-K. And I talk with the developers weekly because I was one of the original um, 
not investors, but like customers. And uh, I've been giving them tips and, 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 and insights into how they could improve and they take it all on. They have so many new features now, ranking. Um, you can actually see how the hashtag did for you for, for your post which is ah. crazy, which is crazy. And that that's, crazy. yeah, and you can even see blacklisted hashtags. So if you put them up, that damages your post. Um, app. Instagram doesn't offer that. Um, and also uh, it gives you free coaching on how to rank your hashtags. So um, if for anyone that doesn't um, bother to do that, uh, and I can give you what I've learned, the biggest one is uh, choose hashtags that have a small Kind of posting, but there are posts, so like a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand uh, posts, maybe less. Um, a couple of real big time ones, but don't 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 just use big time hashtags. Local hashtags first. So if you're a photographer in Perth. Perth photography is obvious. Uh, Perth is okay. You know, feature pages and things like that, where the, where the eyes are, and then kind of start to read, uh, uh, branch out to like, for example, Brody's photography would be cars or um, boudoir. Did I say that right? I can never say the word right. Um, yeah, I never use that word because yeah. I can never say it right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but but still like kind of personalize it to you because if you flood, yeah. flood the hashtag and people see it that's what happens and they will be like oh who's this guy and that's what i've done with wedding photography like i haven't even tried at all with my wedding instagram and i've almost got 300 followers with barely any posts so that's another app f-l-i-c-k uh flick um yeah it sounds good it sounds like tiktok's a lot more transparent it is uh, yeah all this information yeah and uh, i'm, I'm waiting cool. for the hashtag uh strategy for tiktok because i still haven't figured it out i'm just doing random stuff <laughs> um so do you have a good thanks hashtag um, I do sometimes. Um, I, I do my own hashtag, Sev's Picks hashtag. Um, the, 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 the ones that I just can't stop using because I just have this like paranoia that if I don't use them, um, they won't work like FYP and for you page. Um, and it's just like a, like a, like a muscle react when I, when I put the caption in. Um, but yeah, so, but yeah, keep it relative and, re- and, and relevant to you. Um, but other apps that I would use to help me are um, there's one called mp3 converter and that's just to bring music into your editing software on your phone uh, not many people know how to grab any audio from the internet on your phone and use it um, well, the, the music the, with licensing music can be a bit tricky so uh, I know TikTok allow you to use a whole bunch of music if you grab some other kind of music that maybe is not on the platform do they yeah so do, do they allow that like yeah what's- that's one that's one of the biggest uh things that i figured out over the last um, in january like i spent the whole of january figuring out how that worked um they're licensed to have 15 second samples for some songs and 30 second samples and some are um, or a minute or the entire song so it it differs and unfortunately they don't have a filter um, and and it's only that specific 15 seconds and inside that 15 seconds anything outside that 15 seconds and they'll flag it and they'll mute it um, instantly they've got like this uh, way of uh, identifying it through the sound waves um, yeah. but I talked to the TikTok 
rep and they said that um, they are working on expanding that, building uh, and buying more rights to be able to have more flexibility. And uh, like just the other day, I discovered a song that I was desperate to use in a video three, four months ago. Wasn't allowed to because it wasn't licensed. So I had to use a crappy um, cover version that sucked. And yeah, now it's available. And I'm like, thanks guys. Uh, I guess I'll repost the video, but yeah. Um, you can't bring your own songs in because they might be flagged. Uh, well, if you make your own own songs, that's fine. But um, yeah, that's that's probably the hardest part about my creativity because my a lot of my stuff relates to uh, what song is playing, so I can like you know pinch it to the the uh, change of music. But yeah, I would have a crazy idea and I would think about it all day. I'd get onto the phone and check if the song is available, and nah. It's not, and that's heartbreaking, but it is what it is. And again, it's out of my control. I make what make the most of it. Um, what's another thing about TikTok that you guys would benefit from? Uh, or when you are using TikTok and you want to build an audience, you have to engage with your people, uh, but also use the app as much as you can. Like, Go and yeah. scroll random videos because, you know, they, they reward you. I found I yeah. stopped consuming. I don't like consuming because I've got lots of things to do, but I spend time consuming anyway. One, it's beneficial because it gives me ideas anyway. And two, it helps me because I started liking things. I started randomly commenting on things and that that was such a good thing. And and that's the same as yeah. Instagram. You you go into like, let's say, for example, me, wedding photography. I would go into um, celebrants pages and see their latest post and genuinely talk about it. Same with DJs, same with wedding planners and all this stuff. And then genuinely respond to people's comments. And that that does so much more and even Facebook so if you're building a Facebook business and and you're in your local area so for me again I'll use me for an example because it's worked uh, I joined a Facebook group a wedding Facebook group and some lady was like I'm looking for a, a venue uh, recommendation down south and I was like this place I think it was Bunker Bay Bunker Bay is a good place I've taken photos there and uh, yeah they uh, the lady was like oh my god can I see your photos and she hired me and that was 40 comments in so I was late to the party but I won the party and then yeah. some other random lady saw saw what I said was like oh can I see the photos too got her hired as well all because I commented on on some random post on Facebook. So yeah, yeah, and that's I make a habit of uh, I respond to every single comment on TikTok. I do Instagram. I do as well. Facebook sometimes, not always, but I usually try to get to every comment. It's my OCD makes me do it. <laughs> I I try to like I, every I comment, just... but yeah, I feel that man. I did that at the start of TikTok, and it was a great journey. But for me now. Yeah, no. But consuming, um, I can attest to what you said. Um, over the last week, when my video has had its little mini viral stint, every time, like if I haven't been on the phone for a few hours or something, and I pick it up and I start scrolling for 15 minutes, and then I put it down, then like within the next five minutes or something, I'll get another burst of followers and views, and every time. Do you know why? Um, so because I'm, I'm on there, I'm engaging, like I'm, I'm taking yeah, part. Yeah, but can you go deeper? Do you, under, do you know why exactly how it works? 
Well, I just figure they're they're tracking my movements, understand that I'm participating in the platform and they're rewarding me. It's in not some necessarily way. the app, it's the other users that you're interacting with. So here's what right. here's what actually yeah. happens. And this is this is true because I've tested it so many times. You actually have the power to control every person that's engaged with you, their phone in, in one little way. Uh, most consumers are small. They, they don't get that many notifications, right? So if one random person sees your post and says, cool, I'm going to like that and I'm going to comment. And this is the best thing about people that comment on your stuff. As soon as they leave a comment, you can send back to them two notifications on their phone. Liking their comment yeah. and commenting on their comment, responding. If you comment something back that starts a conversation with them, you can potentially bring them back back and back over and over to that video. If you do that with everybody, then that will rank up views, but that will re-push your video out to the world again. Now here's the best bit, and this goes back to the whole community thing. If you go to anybody's video and anybody's comment, you can control anybody's phone by liking their comment by liking and commenting on their comments, starting a conversation with them. And with TikTok, it's exponential because they're kids. They're, they're stoked that someone's just replied to them. Someone's talking to them. And in this day and age, kids are like, I want to be popular. I want to be, I want to have attention. I like someone talking to me because I feel like a sense of belonging, as we all do. If you provide that, they will come to you and that will push you out. And that's everything. Yep. That's Facebook, Instagram. That is the actual reason. Like Gary Vee talks about it, reply to everybody's comment, but he doesn't dwell real deep into how it technically works. And that's the answer. So whatever yeah, business really, you have. I yeah. haven't really thought about it that way in terms of controlling someone's phone. But like does that make sense? Yeah, exactly, phone. exactly. Um, um, and yeah, it's good to open the conversation, like you said, to try and get more and more engagement, get them coming back. I love it. Um, all right, we, we, we could probably talk for another uh, five hours, but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. um, let's just put a pin in that there. Um, there might be a question. I know there's one question here in the comments. Uh, Shri has asked, what about brand and sticking to a niche? Um, well, it's a two-part question. And I mean, that, that question is, that sort of applies to just branding in general. Um, it's not really a social media thing. Don't worry, we're still going to attack it, uh, see how we go. The second part to her question was uh, get jobs when I don't even have a camera or book a wedding when I've never done a wedding. Um, well, let's just do that one real quick because that I think might be a bit quicker. Um, uh, book of, oh, she said that's not a question. All right, I'm, I'm confused. It's just, just a comment. comment. Can I can I answer the uh, Danielle's ones that she spoke about? Um, we've touched on most of Danielle's. Now let's just let's just knock this one off real quick. Yep. So, or well, just in regards to your wedding bit, Sheree, Even if it wasn't a question, if you've ne if you've never done a wedding, well, you got to do one at some point. But I think what most people do is they go as a backup, as a That's second what I shooter. Did. Yeah, second um, shooter, and yeah, like I I, I have one person every couple of weeks asking me can you please um have me as a second shooter i'll do it for free i love that that's awesome and i and i say yes uh, as as much as i possibly can yeah but um so what about a brand and sticking to a niche well um do you want to have a crack at that one i spent a lot of time looking at branding and all that nonsense um it's uh i, I when it comes to photography i prefer to 
to narrow your focus as much as possible and pick something, a niche um, that you want to pursue and do that and do it well and just focus all your attention on that and you will be better off. Um, I see a lot of photographers, you know, you go to their websites and it says we specialize in and then they list about 15 different things. And it's like, well, I'm not going to book that photographer yeah, for any of those that's, things. That's what I, that's exactly what someone told me early, early on. They said, yeah. I don't want to go with someone that just does everything because they're even though they're a jack of all trades, they're a master of none. I want to hire a master at something. I want to yeah. hire someone that's the that the best that they can do is that, and that's what they live and breathe with. Um, mm. And finding a niche is a good thing for photography, uh, but tasting everything first is important. I tasted, yes. I, I, I was all about real estate because I loved the uh, the flexibility it had. As soon as I did one job, I could, oh, nah, 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 I couldn't do it. Nah, I did it. I did a good job, but man, it killed my back. I definitely not built for <laughs> those low angled, uh, constant low angle yeah. um, architectural type shots. But yeah, I tried that. Um, I really wanted to be a landscape photographer. I want to work for Nat Geographic. Uh, however, um, I found that I liked people more. So that kind of steered me onto that path and then I got into modeling photography and I was paranoid about being uh, labeled a creep so I kind of did it uh, through friends and then they recommended me through someone and then that snowballed and I love doing it but yeah. the weddings is for me my niche for now and I say that for now because hey the last five to six years it's, it's changed because of recent new discoveries um, there's yeah. always something that you hate about your niche there's there will always be that thing and it, and it, you can relate that to a relationship with your loved one if you find someone that you love uh, it's not necessarily just what you love about them it's their faults or their flaws that you can put up with so if you find a niche in photography there's going to be stuff that you don't like about it. Like for me, weddings, <laughs> I don't like the fact that someone messages me out of excitement and then as soon as I give them a rough uh, range of pricing, it's Ghostville, Casper, you know. Um, that's my, my biggest pet hate at the moment. And, you know, and there's other things like finding the motivation to really sit down and properly edit photos it's art you can't just go yep i'm gonna bang out 400 yep. perfect edits it's and i'm i'm not gonna batch them i just can't do it i mean if i can figure it out but that's yeah going back to yeah. the niche thing finding something that you love the most at the time and accepting the flaws that that you can put up with and work around and also, don't pigeonhole yourself as well. Don't get into the fact that, okay, this is my niche. This is me forever. I don't do anything else in photography. I would say allow 80%, 85% to your niche and still give yourself that 15% other stuff that you can do. So I still go and take photos at, at down at the beach because it's photography. I love all types of photography, but the professional side, 
Yeah, just, I agree. It's, it's what you share and what you put out there. Like exactly. your branding, um, like I, I was predominantly a car photographer for quite a while and I, that's it. And I had the benefits of just being known as a car photographer. And But I still did other stuff. I just didn't share it or post it or put it on my website. Like I was still a car photographer. No yeah, one exactly. needs to know that I snuck in a, a model shoot or whatever it was on the yeah. weekend. But, um, but yeah, I think you, you said something that I always say to everyone, which is, you, when you're starting out, especially, you got to you got to try everything because not yeah. only will you learn a bunch of different stuff from all the different genres which you can apply to yours, but you'll get a taste for everything. See what you like, then narrow your focus, find your niche, do that. Yeah. And here's what you do: once you've done that and you get good at that and you get known for doing that, then you can expand. So then you can add on something else. Um, like I've seen, I've followed a lot of photographers that have done this. They've become very well known in doing something and then they start branching out. But because they've already built that reputation and their brand and all that, they can now expand um, and start doing something else. Yeah. Because um, they've, you know, they've, they've built that credibility. Um, but if you try to do everything from the start, it kind of just doesn't, it won't It's really overwhelming. It's, I've, I've, tr- I've tried that and it's overwhelming yep. and it's just, you can't, specifically go down a path that you can you know really improve on like i remember mm. starting to edit proper like portraits and then uh you know my my landscape stuff suffered but then when i went back to it i forgot how to dodge and burn all of a sudden for skin retouching um so yeah, yeah. i agree man you definitely need to niche first and then go from there um but yeah don't restrict yourself absolutely um all right so danielle's um questions uh she said do you plan your content and how often we kind of touched on that yeah we did quite a bit um what's your process uh what thought process goes into your planning we talked about yeah, that a bit spontaneity. as well um you do a lot of stuff sort of off the yeah. cuff um what do you what? use to schedule your posts? Yeah, nothing. <laughs> My impatience is what I use. I just put yeah. it out there and just need it out there. Um, well, I noticed the other day I sent you uh, a video which you'd already been sent before, but literally within like two minutes you had made a res- uh, you responded to yeah. that video with a post, and yeah. I was like, what? What? Like he's just done that in the last two minutes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not gonna lie, that was you know like it and, and it takes uh, a specific window of your mind to be open to to just get a, an idea. Like I've been tagged in that yeah. specific video about a tall person, you know, ducking through a door frame. And I was like, yeah, cool, that's, that's done before. You know, I've seen that many times. And then I remembered something specific about the app as a feature where I can stitch his video to the start and then put a little bit of a funny towards the end and 90,000 views later, thanks Brody, cheers for that. so not not a problem not a problem um so you talked a little bit about um you know posting things that are you know relative or funny or whatever uh one question she asked is apart from hashtags one thing she's asked is is there any do's and don'ts in posting content um don't let's just keep that to tiktok okay now tiktok um don't lip sync uh lip syncing is dying very very heavily yep 
Um, it's and and that's from from the the horse's mouth because TikTok has said themselves that they're branching away from that Vine energy because they don't want to be Vine or musically, okay. which is what it formerly used to be. So don't do lip syncing, yeah. um, unless you only do lip syncing. Trust me, if you're trying to build a brand, you don't want to be doing lip syncing because that's yeah something else. Um, unless it's your own audio or whatever. Uh, something else is don't do it in a dark room. Have good lighting, so do's, very do's. Uh, yes. Don't record inside the app ever unless unless you don't care about the quality. There is there is sometimes where it's okay, uh, but yeah, if you're doing a specific skit or like Brody does with his little tutorials, don't record inside the app. That's uh, really interesting because I see a lot of people talking about, you know, they think the app will favor your videos if you yeah. use the actual app. Yeah. So that's interesting. So when, when, because you can edit inside the app. So what I do is I shoot in my bougie 4K iPhone thing. Um, and you know 60 frames per second and kids are saying to me like how are you getting 60 frames per second on tiktok i'm like i record out of the app with my iphone and the fact that the front camera the selfie camera is also 4k which is what a time to be alive um <laughs> yeah the good lighting plus the 4k at 60 frames per second recorded outside the app bring it inside and the editing the editing interface has gotten really good and now you can do voiceovers and you can caption in the app so if you do all that your the app the app will still favor you recording inside the app i don't think it matters because yeah, compressing sucks. <laughs> um, I do like the features they have, like if you're trying yeah. to use music or something and you want to stop it at a certain point in the song oh, yeah, and absolutely. change something and then record the next bit. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking it, what else handy, What else is there that don't? Or oh, do follow trends, uh, but do follow them and put your own spin on it as well. Those yeah. do the best. That's how I blew up. Um, I started following trends and um, niching them to my height and my teaching jokes, uh, and then I married them. So uh, one famous director, Quentin Tarantino, he's very well known for that, for doing a homage to other previous films in the 50s and even as early 20s, stolen them right out of the, the film, uh, specific scenes and the way that he filmed them, but he married them with another idea from another film, making a kind of baby version, and he put that out and that's gone super like massive. And, you know, people call him out on it, but he's like, yeah, I did that. So what? People are sampling music all the time. Like the the rap artists now, there's no original music behind their lyrics. They're all from the 60s and 50s, you know? Um, Kanye West, Gold Digger, uh, Ray Charles um, uh, sample, you know? And, and it's okay yeah. to do that. And But the one thing that you don't do really do really try not to do is uh take someone else's video and completely copy it literally copy it like yeah it's well, just bad in general yeah it's just bad in general um because and, and like with photography too like um you know um you can copy someone's idea and give them credit saying, hey, I gave this a go. It was really fun. Now I'm going to do my own thing. That's what you do on TikTok. Like, you know. Take the inspiration. Just don't yeah. plagiarize it. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. And if you do, give them credit, you know. Yeah. 
All right. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in it there. Cool. Um, or we're gonna keep going forever. <laughs> so uh, let's let's wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in to that colossal episode hosted by Brody Butler on his Zoom conference call every Wednesday at 7 p.m. You can find out more on his website, BrodyButler.com. Amazing guy, amazing photographer, and just all-round good bloke. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Good thanks.